0: Welcome to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. In this episode, we're going to talk about the horse abuse case that's gone viral in Ontario, kind of near where I live and am up here in Canada, about Solstice Pessile. And I got to say that this is my second time doing this podcast because the first time that I did this, I apparently, um, to some people, I gave the impression that I was being too soft on her and her behavior while at the same time being hard on the whole industry of horse training. And that wasn't my intention. So I'd like to apologize and try again and be a little bit more clear about some things. And I want to clarify that it's hard for me to be hard on somebody. Because I am the type of person that really wants to forgive people. I really want to try to help them do better. And I also want to look at the bigger picture in the sense of, okay, so this happened and that's a symptom, but what is the cause? Like what is actually going on and what can we change? What can we do to move forward? I'm very solution-based. So I want to back up, explain uh, what is this whole solstice pestile case And how the heck did I get involved with it? And um, what happens with social media and how we need to be careful with that and go into some next steps and things like that. So first off, uh, I had some videos sent to me that was a few weeks ago now, and it was of a horse being dragged behind an ATV and then another video of a horse bleeding from those wounds from being dragged by the ATV. And at the time I thought, well, this is bad. This is horse abuse. You know, I don't like seeing stuff like this, like, you know, thanks for sharing, but no thanks kind of thing, because the Harmony Horsemanship pages and my Lindsay Partridge page are very uplifting. I try to post things that are encouraging. I post tips with them. It's usually um, positive pictures, positive things. Um, there's so much abuse and negativity in this world that it's, it can be consuming And I want Harmony Horsemanship and following Lindsay Partridge to be a light in that. And so I I don't post abuse videos or, um, you know, things that make you really sad. Like when I see things on Facebook of, you know, different animals starving or whatever and asking for help, like I can't help but just quickly stroll by because if I stick on it, you know, I'm going to start crying. It's it's sad, depressing stuff. So the way I help the industry with... um, in terms of horse training is I try to promote positive training techniques. I try to promote understanding horses, understanding those thresholds, those pain thresholds, um, what a horse is trying to communicate, being patient, um, trying to figure out what the horse is saying. All of those types of things are messages that come through in my social media, in my training. And that's how I try to help people to avoid these abusive situations and these training tactics that get horses hurt. So I just kind of you know, passed it off. And then that same videos and screenshots were posted in a group that I'm in a minute of called the Ontario equestrian connection. And it's a group that basically shares anything in Ontario horse related people post tack for sale, people post, um, horses, shows, events, everything. And so somebody made a post in the group. Um, her name's Jamie, and she's been a huge advocate for this case. And I applaud her for that. And so she posted, you know, has anybody seen this? Like, uh, what's going on? Is there follow up? And she wanted to make sure that this person, Solstice, would be charged for animal abuse. And when I say that the horse was dragged behind an ATV, I just want to clarify what that picture looks like, and because you're not getting to see the video, you're, you're listening here. And so when I say the horse is dragged behind an ATV, you might be picturing a chain around the horse's neck being dragged at high speed or being dragged laying down on the ground. And that wasn't the case. So the, the picture I want to create for you is a horse that is saddled, a horse that has what looks to be um, a rope halter on a horse that is tied to a motorized vehicle, looks like maybe an ATV. And the video is looking back at the horse. So we don't actually see who's holding, like we don't actually see the tie to the ATV. We don't actually see the um, person driving the ATV. And what we see is the horse that is being pulled at a very slow speed that is kind of sitting down with their butt because they're bracing so hard. They're kind of walking with their front feet they're bracing so hard with their back legs, like they're trying to dig in with their back legs, but because they're on pavement, they are sliding with their back legs. And because they're kind of in this bracing, almost sitting position, they are scraping up their back legs as they brace into that. And Uh, The next video shows the horse bandage, so it's got bandages and vet wrap on the lower part of its legs, kind of going up to the fetlock, so it covers the pastern fetlock area, Um, which if you don't know what a fetlock is, that would be kind of like the ankle on a person, so kind of low down, and there's some blood marks on the ground, and uh, Solstice basically points out where the horse was shooting blood and refers to the horse as a retard for not um uh giving to the pressure not being like a normal horse and kind of laughs jokingly like haha why can't you just be a normal horse and, and like go forward kind of thing so that's the picture i want to create for you this is horse abuse any training that causes a horse to become injured like that is horse abuse in my opinion and um it's it's a really sad situation that this happened And now I'm told that this person has been charged and they will be in court in January. So that's great that it's getting taken care of. And a lot of cases like this do get swept under the rug. And so we have to applaud Jamie really for that because she was one of the people who really made this case come to light and didn't put it down. She contacted news outlets. She wanted to make sure the police were going to take this seriously and that charges would be laid because the reality is that often a lot of horse abuse that happens just, um, nothing happens with it. I know I've mentioned on my YouTube channel, a case that happened where somebody neglected Mustangs. They had, they were a hoarder and hoarded a bunch of Mustangs, literally left Mustangs in stalls and let them starve to death in their stalls. And we're talking like several horses, like horrible, horrible situation. And that person like didn't have anything bad happen to them. They're not in jail. Like nothing horrible happened whatsoever, like no consequence. And they can still own horses. It's, um, it's mind boggling the abuse that can happen and, uh, and it doesn't get taken seriously by the authorities. And so I'm thankful that there's been an advocate to help that. And hopefully we'll see some type of consequence happen that uh, the authorities deem appropriate. And hopefully it's, it's going to help this person change in the future. And with that being said, I got dragged into this mess because, so this was posted on the Ontario Equestrian Connection page. And then what happened is somebody reported the post. And when a post gets reported, it gets hidden. So it appears like it's been deleted, but it's not actually deleted. It's just waiting for somebody that's an administrator or a moderator in the group to approve it and keep it there. So this post was posted. Lots of people were commenting, shares were made. And then all of a sudden it disappears. And Jamie did send me a message and said like, Hey, why was my post deleted? And I'm a pretty busy person. You know, I'm a, I'm a mom of a one-year-old, a three-year-old. I run a farm. I'm also a full-time nurse. I'm just a busy person. So I write back and I just say like, what post? What? I didn't delete nothing. And she didn't write back to me. She was busy who knows with other things. And so people start to look and say, Oh, okay. Like, so it got deleted from the Ontario equestrian connection. Who's the admin of the Ontario equestrian connection. And they see it's me. Um, not realizing that there are four other moderators, but I guess Facebook doesn't show moderators. They only show the admin and I'm the only admin. So they jump to the conclusion of Lindsay deleted it. And then they look at why would Lindsay delete it? So they go through my friends list and they see that I'm listed as a friend of solstice. And then they jump to the conclusion that I deleted the post because I'm defending my friend solstice. So they start commenting in different places that are talking about this viral story and commenting things like I saw that Lindsay Partridge is a friend of solstice. What a shame. Um, and like stuff like that. And that starts going around. So then, I start getting all these notifications and messages like, Lindsay, where do you, some people were polite about it and like, where do you stand on this? And then I also started getting messages from complete strangers saying really awful things like, you horrible, beep, 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 beep. How could you drag a horse behind? Beep, 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 beep. And saying a whole bunch of swear words to me and other things. And it's very hurting, especially as somebody who really promotes positive reinforcement and respecting horse's thresholds and really caring about the horse and putting that calm connection with the horse first. It's very upsetting to be tied into a horse abuse case that you have nothing to do it with. So I ended up making a post in the Ontario Equestrian Connection Group, kind of trying to clarify this a little bit and explaining. So Solstice and I met back in 2015 and that was at a, we were both doing demos at the Spirit of Horse and I borrowed barrels from her. I had a pleasant interaction with her, borrowing her barrels, added her as a friend, and needed to return her barrels to her. Since then, I have not had any contact with her whatsoever, never been to her farm, and don't know anything about her horse training methods. So although we are a friend on Facebook, I'm also friends with 4,000 other people that I also don't know very well. And... We're, we're not actually friends. So to loop me into this saying, I'm a friend of Solstice's and I deleted her post is untrue. I understand how people got to that conclusion, but we have to be so careful and allow people to give a chance to say their own side of the story. Because in one context, I get it. It can look bad. And on the other hand, it's very innocent. I was busy. The post got reported. Um, Within about 12 hours, I approved the post and it stayed up, but it was only gone for about 12 hours. So that's really not all that long. Wasn't trying to hide anything. And even still, the post contains graphic images. So even if it had gotten deleted, um, like there could be another reason for that other than trying to say hiding the abuse factor. So we need to be really careful about checking facts, slowing down, And at the same time, being careful that we're not being facilitators of misinformation, because there were a lot of other people who then saw other people commenting of, oh, Lindsay is friends with her. And then they started commenting on other threads being like, oh, yeah, Lindsay deleted the post and she's friends with Solstice. It's like, well, no, that's not actually true. Didn't delete the post not actually friends with her, although listed as a friend on Facebook. Solstice ended up deleting her whole Facebook profile. And I, so I did not unfriend her because that was all deleted and gone. And so that's kind of what happened with the whole story, which is now getting taken to the courts. And so there's some learnings that come out of this. And one learning is that we can be a voice for the horse. And if we do see abuse, if we contact authorities, like um, the appropriate police, if we follow up, if we don't feel like the case is getting heard, you can go to news outlets, you can share in your horse community groups online and rally support, and you can make a difference. And I think that's a really good and positive thing. So I want to thank people for sticking up for the horse for that and, and getting that to happen. The second thing that I think we can learn from this is that you can have the best intentions. Like people just wanted to help this horse and that is fantastic, but they ended up hurting me who was innocent in the, in the process. And that's not okay. We don't want to be hurting innocent people. And luckily I have a a relatively thick skin. So receiving hate messages and um, swear words and stuff like that. I have enough other positivity in my life that it didn't totally bring me down but you never know. I could have been in a low point in my life and that could have been something that really affected me in a hugely negative way. And we don't want to do that to somebody when they're innocent and they have nothing, nothing to do with it at all. So before you spread stuff like that, check the facts, um, before you start that rumor mill going and just be careful about that. And then if you are in the wrong and you find it out later, please go back and fix your post, fix your comment, delete your comment, um, clarify it. We, we get stuff wrong all the time. Um, granted, I just did a podcast about this and now I'm coming back and I'm redoing it. Hopefully that I'm doing it better saying, sorry, guys didn't mean to, to come across, you know, soft on solstice or, you know, the other things that people were saying. So we, we can do wrong by accident, but go back, fix it, say you're sorry. Um, or some way clarify, don't leave it like that for more people to read and keep sharing that misinformation. So we can do better in that sense. And then the third thing that I had brought up in the previous podcast without naming any names, which I didn't in the first podcast either, is that this is part of a bigger issue, which is that there are many horse trainers That use abusive tactics in their horse training, and it is somewhat normalized and sometimes even idolized. There are some top trainers who use abusive tactics with horses, and it's considered okay or acceptable, and it's taught and handed down. We have to remember that Solstice is only 23 years old. So she's an adult, and she's capable of knowing right or wrong, and she needs to be accountable for her actions. But we need to remember that she probably learned those methods somewhere. She probably saw them. She didn't invent this tactic of dragging a horse behind an ATV. In fact, I've seen videos on TikTok and other places of horses being tied to donkeys to teach them how to lead and other types of things. And I just think that's very dangerous and very reckless. Now, I want to clarify that by me saying that many horse trainers do this and it can be considered acceptable, I'm not saying that majority majority and many are different. The majority of horse trainers, I think are great people who care about horses and are doing it because of the love of the horse. And we absolutely love horses, the communication, the connection, and we want to do better for the horse. And we really care about our horses. And there are a lot of great horsemanship examples that I can give about horses. And there are also, unfortunately, many stories I can share of poor horsemanship and poor decisions and people losing their emotions, their frustration and resorting to force with the horse. And to clarify what I think abuse is, is using any type of training method to the extreme where the horse is put in a place of physical or mental, um, maximum threshold, and ends up getting hurt emotionally or, or physically and sometimes that is unintentional and um, but sometimes it is completely avoidable I've seen videos of horses being tied up so tight side reins or draw reins and being kicked and spurred at the same time that they don't know what to do and they end up flipping they end up kind of jumping up and falling backwards and in some instances they actually kill themselves because they flip over and they hit the pole of their head that to me is an example of horse abuse and that person who did that action is still training horses today um there there are many more a- examples like that and there are some trainers that are even at you know considered very very good trainers and have lots of clientele. And they do things that are really rough with horses. They scare horses on purpose. They um, do a lot of whipping. And anything that is to the extreme and causing a horse to reach its physical tipping point or mental tipping point and that horse is getting injured, I think, is abuse. And we need to be careful of that. We need to be wary of that. So what can we do about this? I think that this is a great example of how we can hold trainers accountable for the actions that they have. I think it's also, um, important to note that anybody can call themselves a trainer. There technically isn't any qualification that you have to have. I personally am a certified coach with Equine Canada with centered riding. And then I founded my own program, Harmony Horsemanship, and we certify trainers within that, but anybody can be a trainer. And that can hurt the industry as well, because you can have people who don't have a lot of experience, who um, don't have a lot of horse knowledge and don't see the horse getting stressed. And they can be making videos like this and posting them, which is really bizarre that Solstice not only did this abuse, but then felt it was okay to post the videos herself. Like it wasn't somebody else who posted these videos. She posted them herself. And that's bizarre. But also just the the fact that you can have people out there ruining the industry or giving this impression that this is horse training and that's upsetting. And so we need to kind of band together as an industry, as horse people, as lovers of, of horses and being kind to our animals and caring for our animals, that if we see horse abuse, that we try to video that is great so that way we can review and reflect and take a look at that context and if you don't feel comfortable bringing it up with that trainer because first I always think it's important to address that trainer personally if you witness a, abuse if you feel safe that you can do that and be like hey like I saw this this really doesn't sit well with me um, and if you have it on video you can say like you know let's watch it together and can you walk me through what you were thinking?" And if they don't want to, that's their place. Um, maybe they're going to be defensive about it. I don't know. But it's worth sharing with another horse person to get another viewpoint. And if it seems bad enough, like if that horse is leaving a training session dead, bleeding, um, like I think it's worth sharing with your, your local authorities or whether that's your local horse organization organization or your police enforcement or your SPCA or humane society. because here's the thing is that if everybody says nothing, then somebody could be having all of these little instances and big issues could be avoided. So for example, if you see somebody using a horse and draw reins that are too tight, and that horse leaves with um, a bleeding mouth, and really sweaty and they're so sore the next day that they can't walk. This is something that I witnessed when I was younger, when I was about 14, 15 years old at a boarding barn that I that I was at and I saw a trainer do that to a horse. If I had said something to somebody, if I had said something to the barn owner, if I had said something to maybe the owner of the horse, if I had said something to our local um, law enforcement At the very least, a file could have been started and then a pattern could be established. So that way, if that trainer was continually doing that and going to other barns and doing that, and that was a thing, then that person could be uh, talked to, discussed, reprimanded, if appropriate, and at least that would be known. But I said nothing. I said absolutely nothing. And I moved away from that boarding facility and I have no idea if that person is still abusing horses, if that person ended up abusing a horse to the point that they accidentally killed a horse. I have no idea, but I, I didn't say anything because I wasn't brave enough back then. And now I think we have more options of who we can go to. And of course, I think it's always great to follow up with the trainer directly or a person that can talk to that person directly if you don't feel safe or comfortable to do so. But say something, uh, say something, say something. Use your cell phone to grab video evidence and, um, we, we can make a better place for horses. We can cause trainers to be accountable for the abuse that they're doing and keep in mind that, uh, pressure and release training can be appropriate. It can be okay. And so I'm going to do a separate podcast that goes into a little bit more detail about how we can use negative reinforcement in a positive way because a lot of people use pressure and release training. I use some pressure and release training and it's okay if we're not hitting those thresholds. And so I'll talk about that in more detail and how we can recognize that. But hopefully this clarifies my intent of the podcast, which is that horse abuse Is not okay, which is hitting the extremes of physical or mental thresholds with horses. That, as uh, a community online with social media, we need to be more careful about spreading misinformation, about checking the facts. And thirdly, that as an industry, we can do better about holding trainers accountable for the methods that they use, and that we need to be careful because anybody can call themselves. trainer and those are all really valid points that we need to consider and and who's role modeling these behaviors for for horse training what are we trying to achieve here because we need to be careful and we all care about our horses we want our horses to have the best and so why not use training methods that are both going to be successful and do it in a safer safer kinder way that will be great All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I know it's been a long one, but I appreciate you guys sticking in there with me. And uh, I'll see you guys on the next podcast where we go into more detail about using negative reinforcement in a positive way. Thanks for listening to Horse Happenings with myself, Lindsay Partridge. Remember, you can always check out more great free resources and other information at HarmonyHorsemanship.com or check me out on my personal website, LindsayPartridge.com. That's Lindsay with an E, Partridge.com or HarmonyHorsemanship.com. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now. <laughs>